This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Uh, second go around. Uh, so the first time we we talked, uh, I'm here with Bo Bowman, the uh, director of Adina Foundation. We talked last week, and our audio was horrific. It was it was absolutely horrific. But you invited me back, and this is for me. It's it's a badge of honor because it, would I be the first guest that ever got invited back for a second round? I, I wish I could say that that's, that's, that's the case, but my audio has been bad since I've started swinging a miss. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored that you came back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh that says a lot. Cause you know, we're just talking about the good stuff, just and, the good stuff going yeah. around. Uh, but so after we met, I, Invested a ton of money in audio because I have no idea what I've, I'm doing. And I uh, I found this company called Sweetwater. Uh, Sweetwater. Yeah, Sweetwater Sound. And the actually founder is from Waverly, Ohio. Go figure. Yeah. Good and, for you. Staying local. Uh, and it's random. I even heard of it. Uh, I was listening to another podcast years ago. And I remember him interviewing the head guy from Sweetwater Sound. Huh. <laughs> and he's from Waverly. Anyway. Cool. Uh, so we always start off with, uh, three questions. Uh, first, what is your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner? It doesn't have to be Chillicothe just cause you're newly, uh, new to Chillicothe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so new that I, I, I don't know that I've even had a chance to eat at like a lot of these places. <laughs> sure, cause here. a lot of them's closed. closed or, yeah. yeah. So, uh, breakfast, I'm not a big breakfast fan. I am, but I, I don't know that it, there's one particular place that I would say I love their breakfast. Um, I'd have to go with, was it Burger King? Burger King. They have these little breakfast uh, burritos and I bring them to the office. So I think everyone would rag me if I didn't say that that was my favorite breakfast food because I go there every day. And I'm sure everyone in your office loves that. You oh, they love it. They yeah. love it. Especially Hudson Ward. He loves it. <laughs> Uh, how so about your lunch? lunch? Yeah. Lunch. Um, my favorite lunch would have, so have you ever heard you, you spent some time in Charleston, right? I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a place called Charleston crab house. Have you ever been there? I absolutely have best place ever. Uh, they have the best shrimp and grits. Have you ever had their shrimp and grits? I have. I've had a lot of things from there. Blows your mind. Like I'd never put those two together. I think I said that last time. Yeah. So, um, I would never, I'm not a big grits fan at all. I'm was raised from the South and oddly enough, I don't like grits, but shrimp and grits and the way they put that combination together, it's like magic happening in your mouth. I think they put cheese in it that makes it so good. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know. There's, it's a, it's a flavor explosion that yeah. I, you can't replicate. Yeah. You, can't, you have to go there. So awesome place, uh, for lunch. And then for dinner, I like a good steak. So Henry's right off market, right yeah. there at the corner. Great place. So um, uh, one of my favorite restaurants in Charleston. Uh, I, when I lived in Charleston, uh, 
the sister restaurant of Henry's was the Peninsula Grill. Okay. Okay. So you did work at the Peninsula Grill as a chef or? No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Uh, straight from uh, college after an internship, uh, managed actually, but you didn't really manage those people. They were professional yeah. chefs or not chefs, um, servers. These guys made no peninsula is no joke. No, it's, that's serious. It stuff. was it was serious stuff. <laughs> I can't believe you were the manager. How long were you the manager there? Uh, no, I was I was not the in um, in the restaurant. We were in small dining and uh, what were they called it? Um, banquets, small okay for the hotel and yeah. the restaurant. Um, and at that time, there was a ton of dinners for like. Uh, mm, pharmaceutical reps and things like that after hours yeah. weddings but don't they have like a rooftop uh not then okay i do now okay. okay this was 20 years ago yeah that well yeah that's where my memory we were in charleston the same time i keep forgetting that it's it's unbelievable that's insane it that's is. insane we probably ran into each other we could have we could have um that that job was uh crazy so some of the best chefs though in charleston some of the I think when I was there, uh, it was something like the most restaurants per capita than anywhere else in the United States. That's because uh, Johnson Wales used to be there, uh, but they've, right. they've recently moved to uh, Charlotte. And so I bet you Charlotte's going to be the same. Charlotte's going to go. Yeah. It's going to go insane. Yeah. They've got the banking capital. And if they bring what they did in Charleston, their food with the yeah. culinary, oh my gosh, forget about it. Yeah. The, the chefs I worked with were uh, Robert uh, Carter. And he was on the, um, what is that show? Robert the, Carter was on the, uh, iron, no, iron chef, iron chef. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I worked with him and then Sean Brock is a new up and coming. Well, not really new. He's a famous chef. And that's uh, that's pretty crazy. You worked with, uh, I, Mr. Iron chef over there. It's, yeah. Yeah. It was a different world. And, and back to the, um, uh, the servers, these guys would, would write notes every night on what their diners uh, had. And I remember, uh, one particular, um, dinner, Emerald Lagasse came in and that does not surprise me at all. Yeah. It was, that's insane. It was insane. And, uh, this, uh, server served him like eight to 10 years ago and he had the notes from then. He knew he was coming in town. No kidding. And he remembered what wine he liked. And this guy came out Talk about making an impression. Absolutely. Came out, gave him this bottle, gave Emerald this bottle of wine. And he's like, how, oh, how do you remember this? He's like, yeah. <laughs> we knew you'd come back. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was crazy, but that's just, that's uh that's uh well, so Bill Murray, my, one of my all time favorite actors, did you know he lives there? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great place. Great place to visit. I used awesome to be. He used to go to those um, baseball games. What to the uh, River Dogs? River Dogs. River yeah. Dogs. Are they still affiliated with New York? I don't have a okay. clue. Okay. Uh, but and then Bob Carter, who was the chef, and uh, they got they combined together and opened up a restaurant. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, crazy. It's such a small world. It is. There's a. I, I don't know. Have you ever been by the Citadel campus? No, and that's where you you were going to school, right? Yeah, yeah. I was at the Citadel for from 2000. I graduated a semester early, so I graduated in December 2003. Wow. Um, but there is a like a local dive bar, and it's when you take that Rutledge Avenue yep. exit, 
to get to the Citadel and it'll be on the left and the baseball field is on your right. So all you see is like the brick wall and it's like a blue Citadel brick wall right. for the baseball field. It is, you would never suspect the food that they make. And it is amazing. So if you, next time you're there, swing by, visit the Citadel. Absolutely. And when you see a bar across the street, it's like a hole in the wall. They have some of the best food there. Best food. It's a it's a great place. You it's remember really, the name? I can't remember the name. Oh, you gave me the location. That's good enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there, you know me. There's a reason why I don't remember the name. It was in high school. It was in college. <laughs> college yeah. <laughs> Next question. What what book are you currently reading, or would you like to share? Um. So I I usually have like two or three books that I read. Um. You know, last time I read the Bible every day. Sure. Um, then there's, um, a book called Providence by J.I. Packer. Um, so I'm like in chapter one of that right now in the very beginning of that. And then, um, the mentor leader by Tony Dungy. It's a great book. Um, Jeff and Brenda Graham gave me that book, uh, as a gift. It's one of the best books It and it doesn't teach you or tell you anything that you don't already know. It's just really good, sound, practical advice. Um, but it's just such a great read. So if you download a book for your next podcast or, or whatever, audible, audible, that's what it is. Yeah. See, I'm not on, I'm not on the interwebs like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's just cause time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's a great book. Great book. So I would recommend that to anyone. Uh, well, and he was a pretty successful coach. So, and an, and an amazing leader too. Yeah. I mean, and you, that's what I like about Tony, Tony Dungy, his leadership style, he lived his leadership style. It was different. It was so different that it stood out in the NFL and people still talk about it today. He wasn't yeah. those, you know, fiery head coaches that would just chew you out and get all excited on the sidelines. He, he kept an even temperament and, you know, for some people, especially in the sports worlds, you know, you think that that wouldn't work, but it was very effective. His leadership was very effective in the NFL. And he's, and he's still a good um, analyst. He's on TV still. And yeah. Yeah. An amazing person. Yeah. He's got a great story too. Uh, last question. All right. Early riser, night owl, or both? I love my early mornings. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I'm a night owl. So, uh, and I've always been that way and I'm, I'm waiting for the day to where, you know, you just wake up in the morning and you can't go back to sleep. Yeah. I, I would, I would love to wake up at like 5 a.m. and be that early bird at 5 a.m. and get my exercise in maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, speak, so I'm going to go down a rabbit trail if that's yeah, all right with you. Absolutely. So I mentioned uh, exercising. I know you're big into exercising. What is it that you're on <laughs> Peloton? I wouldn't say big. You're the face of Peloton, right? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> So, um, I've been a member of a gym here and I've never been oh my God. for about a year. And so during the pandemic, my excuse was, well, I'm just supporting my local community. <laughs> I'm fresh out of excuses now. So maybe I'll go, maybe it's, I'll it's go. time. It is. It is. I'm doing, and I'm sweating right now. So, well, that's common. You if know, anyone knows Bo, that's very common. Yeah, it is. It is very common. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to go out for a jog or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, you came here. Uh, when did you come to Chilcothy? 
I moved here. Um, my first day was uh, at the very end of October of 2019. Um, so basically November of 2019. And Chilkathi was humming. Uh, things were just, it was busy. It was, it was, life was normal. Yeah. Um, at that time it was Christmas season. Yeah. So there were tons of, you know, Christmas parties going on that yeah. I would go to, um, for Adina and with Adina folks and everything. And then bam, bam, everything just stopped. Everything stopped. So I, I don't have a good sampling of what it's like to really live and enjoy Chillicothe. Right. You know, I, I know that there's this Thursday thing that we do. First Thursdays. First Thursdays. And uh, the first one is going to be July 1st. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be out of town then, but, but you can yeah, the next can one. go to the next one for sure. What is that? Who is that with? So that's uh, hosted by the Rotary. Okay. And normally uh, under normal circumstances, they do like um, best wings or best pizza or best restaurant. But uh, since restaurant and things are yeah, yeah. coming back, uh, staffing and I don't know what they're going to do this year. Okay. Okay. It's normally that. And then, you know, bands and, uh, it sounds like a lot of fun, you it know, is a lot of where fun. they close, I guess, a portion of downtown off. They or? close uh second street from, street. um, paint to Mulberry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a good portion of, yeah, right in front of majestic. And then they use that courtyard. Okay. It's okay. closed, uh, right now, which that's another story. It kind of drives me crazy. That's a, that's a podcast for another day. Well, my thought is, you know, with the Majestic, we should be open to the community. But now we have a, you know, six foot fence and a locked on it. And it's feels it's not like being very used. welcoming, yeah. in, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we can work on that. Maybe well, we can. Maybe. Shake maybe maybe someone from uh, the Majestic board is listening and, and they can open it up for the community. At Absolutely. one time it was. And I understand that there was some people that uh, brought their dogs and didn't clean up, but I'm sure we have a local, you know, pet land would probably provide some things for them to. I'm sure there would be some great partnerships I just, there. I just feel like it's not very welcoming. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's it, not what Chillicothe is. The optics of it, you know, the, the, you said there's like a fence and yeah. just keep that's, off my yard. That's kind not dining. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I feel you on that. Yeah. Especially, you know, because there's such a sense of community here. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that I noticed when I moved here. So when you come into a new community and you can appreciate this, you did this in Charleston. Yeah. When you come into a new community, you don't know anyone. No. Nobody. I feel like I came into this community. I didn't know anyone, but I felt like now my timing was great because like day three was a board meeting. So that's when I met you. Sure. Yeah. And we hit it off. Uh, Matt Haller, we hit it off and it just, it see, and y'all invited me out to places. Um, the skating rink, the ice skating rink that, uh, yeah. for mighty kids. Yeah. Um, so that really helped me just kind of get plugged in and meet people and is just so welcoming here. But, but then bam, COVID COVID happened. Yeah. And, but yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how, but it just worked out this way. I still w was able to get to know people in this community when the world was completely shut down. Yeah. 
Um, and I feel very fortunate for that because those relationships I think are, 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 are very special relationships while everyone else was gone. You know, there, there was, you know, we went, I would go to the country club with our board chair, um, on, on Friday nights and got to know a lot of really great people by doing that during that time. Sure. Um, after they kind of released the restrictions a little bit. I mean, you're in a position of raising money and (laughs) they kind of cut your legs before you even started. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that was a blessing for me. Yeah. Um, and, and here's why there was, there was a lot of good things that we were doing, but it was, it was, we didn't have a problem with working hard. We just needed to work a little bit smarter. And so when everything kind of shut down, it gave me a a really great opportunity to, um, really kind of get knee deep into analytics. So I love analytics. I believe in analytics that drive good decisions and good behavior. And so I was able to look at what we were doing and where stuff was coming from and why we were doing it and literally kind of reinvent the foundation while my team was on furlough. So when they came back from furlough, it was like a flip flip of a switch. It was a whole different ball game. And if you talk to any of them, they're like, yeah, I mean, when we came back from furlough, it was like, you're doing this now, you're doing this now. And, and, and they didn't question it. They supported it and had complete support from the board, complete support from Jeff and the leadership and transitioning from a fundraising program to a development program. And so we're in the business of developing relationships, primary, first and foremost. And, and, uh, with all bad things, good things do happen. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, I mean, and that was the, that was for me, that was the silver lining of a really difficult year. I think we had, you know, I think our, our difficult fun funds development years are going to be this year in the next two to three years, Sure, just because of all the uncertainty you've got inflation concerns. Um, I mean, there's just a lot going on that, um, you know, when we compete with those discretionary discretionary spending dollars, people tend to hold on to that during uncertain times. Right. So I think that the delayed effects that we're going to have are going to be in the next two to three years. Yeah. But I still think we're going to do, we should do a lot better because we're in the development business. We're, we're developing relationships. The money that we raise, if you're doing development work right, it comes more organically through the relationship that you build. Sure. And so um, it's just an old adage that one of my uh, mentors early in my career uh, taught me that's just really stuck was, you know, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Yeah. And that's just it's been true. something that I've just, that, that I've, has always, I mean, it's just, it makes sense. It's again, it's not anything earth shattering, but it's, there's just good sound, practical advice. And yeah. so that's just something that stuck with me. Um, uh, what, what new things are you working on in the foundation right now? Everything. Um, so we, we really changed our model. Um, the foundation was really inwardly focused on, you know, raising money from our staff. And if you came into the walls of Adena, you knew about the foundation, but outside of the walls of Adena, as I met people in the community, even though there was a pandemic and the few people that I was meeting with, Uh, no one really knew that we existed. So the biggest difference is 
that were more outwardly focused and we're learning right now about what our brand is. Sure. And so you were at our last, last week's board meeting when we were talking about the articles time. for a short time. Yeah. yeah. The articles that we're doing, the, 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 the videos that we're putting on the internet, the social media posts that we're doing, even though I'm not anywhere on social media, but that's another You're story. Yeah, I am on LinkedIn. That's the one that counts. But, um, um, is I there those a, a big project? A big the, project on the horizon? Yeah. I, I think so. So, can you share? Is it not? Well, shareable? I think I can. I think I can. Um, I would love to see Hospice House become a reality. Yeah. This is something that when I first got, I, literally, I want to say like first, first day, somebody was like, you've got to look into Hospice House. We've been talking about this for 10, 15, 20 years. And we, it's got to happen. The community needs a good hospice house. And when you think about the continuum of care from life to death, that's an opportunity, I think, for all of us that we can do better. Absolutely. And so, and immediately. A lot of people are affected by it. I mean, oh, I was. Yeah. Uh, everyone. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, and even, even uh, and one, of the, one of the secret gems for me when, when I think of hospice is the respite care piece that a lot of people don't really understand. It's not just about, um, the part given the, the patient, the care that they need and end of life care. Um, the respite care piece is giving the family member, the caregiver a break and, right. and their health usually goes downhill because it's, it's just, it's taxing. It's it, a lot of it work. It really is. Yeah. It really is. I've, Emotionally, physically, you're just exhausted. Yeah. And so that is a huge piece of hospice that um, you, it's surprising that not a lot of people know about that. And so that house, if you're, you were yeah. doing it. Would, would work for respite. So you would um, bring your loved one to this house while you would uh, maybe go on vacation, do something. Potentially, yes. Yeah. yeah. I or mean, I, I that, think it just, but just generally supporting the overall hospice program yeah. itself. Well, and, and Dr. Sidensticker is amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. He's, and everyone loves him. And oh, I, yeah. that's, well, you told me that he still. Like, oh, it, so he lives down the street from me, like, I don't know seven houses probably. And uh, if you look out my window at 5 a.m., maybe 5.15 on the dot, you'll see him walking to work. Every That's morning. amazing. It's, I, yeah. I, I can't, and, I don't even want to walk to work. Yeah. And even if it was next door. Well, it, it, this, that, <laughs> that guy's amazing. He's a machine. He is. Yeah. He really, and he's passionate. He loves his patients. Yeah. He loves their families. He's, He's the perfect person for, for that product line. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited. I wouldn't about call it a product line. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Care, what, do you, what do you call it? Caregiving. Caregiving. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think that he is the perfect face for that. Yeah. I'd love to do that for in, in honor of him to honor his legacy and what he means to that program. Yeah. Um, uh, and I've talked to a lot of people. I know Jeff is really excited about it. It's just, it's in the clinical planning phases right now. Yeah. And sometimes that can take a little bit of time to get through, but once we get through it, um, I know that the, the communities that we support in our region, our nine County region that we're in, um, would absolutely support this program. Absolutely. So super excited about that. That would be a, uh, I think a great project. It would be, it um, would be. 
So, uh, where are you from? You, you said down south. Yeah, so I'm a Heinz 57. Yeah. I, I was born in Elizabethan, Tennessee. That's about 45 minutes east of Knoxville. Okay. So, like further into the mountains. So, are you a volunteer? I, well, I'm a huge Tennessee. Vo- I know, I know. I see the Kentucky grad. Yeah. yeah. And you guys always have our number Diploma. in football. Uh, not lately. Yeah, you have. Have we really? Okay, good. <laughs> we maybe won. Uh, so you were the you were that one team that we beat. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> for some reason you guys beat us every year, and maybe we beat you one last twenty five. I mean, that's okay. how bad the record really? is. Yeah, it's, really, with Stoops there. Yeah. yeah, he's really turned the program around. He has, now. but it's uh, eh, you still have our number. But yeah. In basketball, we normally do, but this year. <laughs> well, I think this year Tennessee had a bad year too. Well, Kentucky had their worst year in like 90, 90 years. So, was it that bad? No, it, was, it was awful. Did y'all make postseason? No. Wow, that is bad. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I, I don't. Kentucky's no a powerhouse yeah. in basketball. That's crazy. It was a strange year in college basketball. Yeah, and uh, this is the year I didn't uh, really watch much because. You know, you're just busy, man. Well, no, I didn't want to watch my Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, well, lose. then they, they canceled the tourney, didn't they? No, uh, that was that was last year. Th- well, that was 2020. 2020. Okay, yeah. 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 Trying to get it, trying yeah. to get past all that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was uh, born in East Tennessee. We moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Lived there for a little while. I I say that Houston, Texas, is my home because I spent the bulk of my life there. I guess from fifth grade until I graduated high school. Um, and that's where you, you came from here. You, you, you came from Houston to Chilcali. No, okay. no. I mean, I, I basically lived in just about every state in the Southeast. So after Houston, Texas was Jackson, Mississippi. Then it was Mount Pleasant, South Carolina after college. Sure. And then let's see here back to Clinton, Mississippi. Then to Carrollton, Georgia, which is just outside of Atlanta. Wow. It's part of the greater Atlanta metro area, I guess. And then Tampa, Florida, and then here. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so your last experience on foundation was in uh, Mississippi, maybe? Uh, Georgia. 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 So, okay. But Mississippi is where I got my start. So okay. I worked for a software company called Blackbot yeah. that's on Daniel. Are you familiar with them? Uh, I had friends that uh, worked there and I had no idea what it was. Okay. Yeah. They're like the um, Microsoft of the nonprofit world. They provide software solutions basically. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. It's huge. So worked for them and really got an under, I was in product support. So I had to understand how the software worked and also know how to do just about anything and solve any problems that may come up like error messages that pop up. Sure. And so that kind of evolved into an opportunity for me to go to Mississippi and start really from the bottom up. I was a database administrator. Um, and then I kind of evolved into online giving and website development Um, and then it just evolved into major giving and employee giving. So I I had a really great experience at Baptist in Jackson, Mississippi. It just, I I had a well-rounded opportunity to get well-rounded as a professional in my my chosen profession. And then, you know, the chips fell where they may and things happened. I was able to move to uh, Georgia as my first executive director role, 
there and had a lot of success there. And now I'm here. And you're the, the best city in Ohio. The best city in Ohio. Yeah. It so, really is. It really is. Uh, Jackson, Mississippi. I think I shared the story with you last time. No. Did, did you? Yeah, I think so. You have uh, a Jackson, Mississippi story? It's really hot. I know that. Uh, especially <laughs> in the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. In college, I had to uh, put sprinkler systems on top of roofs. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You did uh, tell me that. <laughs> we traveled all over the country. Um, it was Jackson's ridiculously hot. It, it was, yeah. And we worked dust till dawn, and I remember that one as being really hot. Well, did did I tell you a story about my cousin? So he lives in Orlando, which is hot in its own right. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like an oven there. They don't get the breeze off the coast, right? Yeah. Um. I, for whatever reason, um, we had, I had an outdoor wedding in August, in August, it was outdoors. And so now my cousin who lives in Orlando to this day, he's like, it's hot out, but it's not Mississippi hot. It's true. It's, I mean, it's stinky hot in Mississippi. It is truly. It really is. So a whole different level. If listeners hear anything on the back end, uh, we're doing construction in our building and I just keep on seeing these. Uh, oh yeah. You're getting rid of, are you getting rid of the awning? Getting rid of the awning, doing a little facelift, okay. doing some painting. And, uh, but all you hear is <laughs> clean, clean. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've went outside the building about three times to tell them, Hey, I'm, I'm going to, Hey, that's, that's the sound of progress. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, so uh, we're excited to have you in Chilcothy. Uh, I think you're a great addition. Um, I'm excited to see what the foundation will do in the future. Uh, you have any upcoming, do you, you guys, do, we're doing a golf outing. Yeah. So we've got our annual side of Valley golf classic is in September. I believe it's September 23rd or 24th. Okay. Um, at crown Hill. Um, and the proceeds for that are going to go to, uh, support building a medical office building. It's an expansion project in Greenfield. Great. Um, right now they're in a, basically a trailer Oh wow! for their, I mean, doctor's appointments and things like that. So this is going to be a really great thing for that community. We're in the silent phases of that campaign right now. We initially had a goal of $250,000. And this is during the pandemic. Right. Okay. Like we couldn't do any visits. And the community council that we've been working with there, just full of just great people, we're at over $350,000. And we wow. haven't even announced the campaign publicly. That's incredible. So, well, maybe now. No, I, for the five listeners. For the five. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get more listeners. Yeah, we'll right. get more well, listeners. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like to look at the data. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd probably yeah. get you frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great show, though. I mean, well, thank you, everyone. Everyone, if if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you haven't listened to the one on Fifty West, that was a great podcast. Yeah. What's what's his name again? Bobby Slattery. Bobby Slattery. Okay, yeah. really great guy. Cool yeah. story. Yeah, loves his wife, which I thought was I, as a guy. You know, like I'm at that age now where I mean, I I I think that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I mean. That that's a real man. Yeah. And, sure. and he was unapologetic about it. That's what I love about it. Yeah. Um, just seemed like a really cool guy and would love to meet him. Yeah. Well, um, he comes in town. Uh, he does. Does he really? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So yeah, I, th- I thought that was a really good podcast. Um, Thanks. And he he can talk. And there's others that are good too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. listened to all your podcasts yeah. yet. There was another one I listened to the the Pump House. Yeah. What was what's his name? John Payne. John Payne. I've met John. John's I met a good John. Guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's a Chill- local Chillicothe guy. Yeah, he was the principal at uh, Chillicothe. Yeah. Before. He, really interesting story though. Yeah. I mean, how he's, you know, been here and kind of started. And he's come full circle again. Yeah. yeah. And uh, have you been to the pump house? I have, believe it or not, and I'm not lying. Okay. I parked in that parking lot and have gone up those steps and I've walked that path. Oh, good. There. It's an amazing path. If you're listening, the five people that are listening. Yeah. Uh, great. One of the best things that Chillicothe has, I think, is that walking trail. It's I mean, one of one. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cause there's so many, oh, yeah. it's the good stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of the good stuff. But have you been in that pump house yet? I have not. You got to check it out. It's pretty okay. Neat. Yeah. I, well, my girls, so my girls got in town last night. Yeah. What, what's their ages? Nine and six. Awesome. Nine and six. So Bailey's nine, Maddie Claire's six. Um, we're going to, we're going to go check that out. Is it yeah. a cool place for the kids or, uh, Mighty yeah. kids, mighty. We'll kids. hit up mighty yeah. kids, and then we're gonna. I definitely want to go to the zoo. The yeah. Columbus Zoo, I hear, is something special. Or uh, maybe hike some trails around here. Buzzard Roost. Buzzard Roost. There's like Old Man's Cave out in yeah. Hawkins Hill. Hawking Hills. Is that uh, no? Yeah. Old Man Cave. I don't know if it's open to the public anymore, but uh, it's out past Bainbridge. Okay. Okay. They had a little. I don't know if it's okay. Up. Okay. Well, we're going to check out some stuff in Hawking Hills. Yeah. If we can cool. make it last time, it was a little windy. Yeah. My daughter got car sick and mm. in the middle of the pandemic and threw up inside the gas station. It was horrible. It happens. Yeah. With, yeah. With it, does. it does. It does. Well, thank you for taking time twice out of your schedule. I appreciate that. I, I, well, look, I appreciate you, Andy. <laughs> I, I feel very special. And, and fingers crossed that this audio sounds good because... It, it I, sounds perfect. Okay. It really does. I, I mean, mean, not just because I'm here. I mean, <laughs> we now have headphones. We didn't have that before. We no, this is yeah. official. This is, uh, I feel like, yeah. I feel like you're, you're, you're the, you're you're the, the last next time. up and coming guy. <laughs> the last time I did a podcast with uh, Bobby, I had a uh, toilet paper holder. Yeah, that's right. For, for the mic. So it, it has changed. You, you might want to invite him back. <laughs> hey, this is Look, what we have to This is legit to. now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks again, and uh, uh, thanks for listening to the Good Stuff Podcast. Thank you.